Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, where each week Jonathan and his co-host interview the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing. Jonathan, take it away. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. It's episode 555. We've got a great guest, friend, um, panelist on our roundtable show. We've got Chris Badger back, um, one of the joint founders of Lifter LMS. Um, we're going to be, Chris has been on the show multiple times, but we've got a great subject for our discussion this week. We're going to be talking about the marketing strategies that have worked for Chris and Lifter LMS during this year. It's been a great year for Lifter LMS, um, and Chris is going to be talking about the strategies, the platforms that have got the biggest success in exposure and sales for his company. So, Chris, uh, um, can you just do a quick 20-second intro for yourself, and then I'll um, talk about one of our sponsors. Off you go, Chris. Sure. I I help course creators create, launch, and scale high-value online learning platforms. And we help the experts themselves, the teachers, but we also serve the WordPress professionals who deploy these types of sites. We've got a plugin called Lifter LMS, and we also have a podcast dedicated to this niche called LMS Cast. That's great. And I've got my great co-host, Stephen. Stephen, would you like to quickly introduce yourself? Yeah, Steven Satter from zipfish.io. We make things, we make WordPress completely fast by uh, optimizing both the code and the servers. That, that's great. And before we go into the main part of the show and our discussion with Chris, um, I want to talk about one of our sponsors, and that's Kinster Hosting. Kinster is a specialized WordPress hosting provider. They only deal with WordPress websites. If you've got a WooCommerce site, a learning management system like Lifter LMS, and you need extra performance, and you will, Kinster's a great choice. Um, they offer all the bells and whistles, um, one-click backup, automatic backup, one-click to the latest version of PHP, I could go on and on. Also, great support, a great team. I suggest you go over there, look at some of their plans, not only for yourself, but for your clients. If you do purchase one of their plans, and I highly recommend that you do, please don't forget to mention that you heard about them on the WP Tonic show. It really helps the show and it really helps Ginster. So on to the interview, Chris. Um, So... It's been a, to say it's been an interesting year would be understatement. I think you've been reasonably public about um, the kind of sales and the kind of growth your own company has experienced. But what I wanted in this particular podcast um, is to have an emphasis about what have been some of the marketing channels that you have built upon or tried out in 2020 that has given you the most growth you feel so is there any is there any particular channel platform um style that you've tried that has surprised you the most about getting more growth and sales yeah um to frame it all in let me just back up and say that marketing is one of the things that I could talk about a long time. And really, it just comes down to a very simple strategy I learned a long time ago. So I am not a computer programmer. I do not have a business background. And I did not start this company as a techie. 
yet here I am with a company that's doing well. There are things in the environment that we can control and there are things in the environment that we can't control. But the marketing as a skill set has been one of the fundamental pieces that has allowed me to build a WordPress LMS technology company with no prior um, technical skills, um, no funding, nothing from complete scratch as a bootstrapper. The way I think about marketing, it does not matter if you're a WordPress professional, an agency, a product provider, a retail business. There are some fundamentals that literally do not matter what the business is, that if you follow can help you generate leads and scale out a company. So the, the most simple framework that I use for marketing is falls into three buckets. Uh, what's called inbound, outbound, and relationships. Inbound is content marketing. More broadly, it's attraction marketing, where you attract leads through uh, att attract inbound leads through lots of different channels um, and content into your marketing funnel or just into your client acquisition system. Then there is outbound. This is where you go out and you prospect or you pay for reach on platforms like Facebook, Google, YouTube for you're going out away from your home base instead of attracting, you're doing outbound sales. And then the third, which is very important in the WordPress community and for all businesses is relationship marketing, which is not a... Um, I'm going to do this for you. So then you're going to do this for me. It's more just investing in high quality relationships with your customers, your peers, your industry partners, um, your other marketers, other stuff like that. So broadly put, if you develop a diversified strategy across inbound, outbound, and relationships, even if one of those stops working or doesn't working, my advice is to be doing something in all three of those buckets all the time. And start small. Start with one thing. So if what's working um, for us, and, and what I find is that companies, whether that's an individual or a personal brand or a solopreneur or a very large company, either way, they tend to have one one of those tends to be stronger based on the personality of the founder or the marketer and also their skills, but you should still develop a broad strategy. <clears throat> For me and Lifter LMS, my, our strength is in inbound marketing, generating leads uh, from nothing, just create, doing attraction marketing. Our second strongest is relationships you know, going to conferences, networking, even doing shows like this. And um, the Word, WordPress is a lot about community. So there's a lot of relationship stuff. And for me, relationships is just giving as much as you possibly can with no expectation of return, but just investing in people and just the human side of business. And then outbound, we do do a little bit of in terms of paid advertising uh, and reach through uh, boosted Facebook or targeted YouTube campaigns and a little bit of Google AdWords. But really, I just use outbound as a way to amplify the inbound that's already working. 
because that's my strength. So if I have a message that I want to get out, I will create the content. I will amplify it through outbound, through something like, uh, let's say, a Facebook boosted video. And then a, um, you know, also leverage my relationships in a way that like, how can I make whatever I'm trying to promote also benefit other people? So there's a lot we can dig into. If I were to just, I know you asked for specific strategies, but that is my foundation for, for. Oh, that's um, fine. Marketing. Yeah. Before I pass, you know, like I say, before I pass it over to Stephen, um, the intelligent one of our partnership. Uh, um, Sorry, Stephen. Um, Is there been one particular, you know, of those three strategies, I would say, um, I don't know for a fact, but I get the impression that number two um, paid, you know, paying um, to get traffic. You you haven't really utilised that. Is Has that changed in 2020 or is that going to change in 2021? Are you looking at investing more money in paid traffic or... It is basically the fundamentals of your marketing strategy going to be the same in 2021 as they were in 2020? That's a great question. I did have a change in paid advertising strategy in 2020 post-COVID, which is that I noticed that uh, Facebook, as an example, got a lot cheaper as advertisers were, you know, being more conservative or, or even canceling their paid advertising, I could get more reach for less money. And so there's that. And then I compound it onto the fact that there's a thing if um, you look at social media and large companies like Facebook and Google, where they are, they will always prioritize themselves. So I learned that with Facebook advertising as an example, if I put a video, a native video on Facebook and I put no links around the content at all in the description or in the ad or anything, and then I pay Facebook to optimize it for video views, as an example, um, I would get 10 to 100 times the reach of what if I was putting a link in there. So an example would be, if I was going to do a, I mean, I could reach like 20,000 WordPress professionals for like 40 bucks as an example. But that's with a message with no link to click on. So this gets into the debate between brand marketing and direct response marketing. Well, yeah, that, that is the thing. I'm going to throw it over to Stephen now, but I've got some other questions, obviously. Over to yeah. you, Stephen. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so much to unpack, but I guess just to like take it back one step. Let's say I have a course or I have a business that I just created and I don't have any customers, I don't have a lot of followers, but I have a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you start like Lifter LMS? Did you start it with inbound? Like how does inbound work when your reach isn't that big to begin with? Like, do you have to start with outbound? Is that the only way to get traffic? or relationship? That's a great question. So there's a lot of debate now in the marketing world around like the difference between flywheels and funnels. And I'm a fan of like the more the flywheel. 
So in the beginning, a lot of the, the impact is just small. Everything that we're doing now is what we've always done, but our results were just much smaller in the beginning. And I learned uh, from Jason Cohen at WP Engine. I just heard a talk he gave around how to start, like what to do in the very beginning. You know, as he was starting WP Engine and, and doing other companies in the bootstrap uh, model, he talks a lot about toothing and clawing, which is where you throw a lot at the wall to see what sticks. What a lot of people do is they will, they think they have to do paid because they don't know. Uh, they don't have anything else in their tool set. They don't have an established YouTube channel. Nobody follows their blog. They don't even know who to reach out to or whatever. But what I recommend doing for people at the beginning is to um, really do that portfolio, the spray and pray method of, I mean, I was, when Lifter, you asked when Lifter first launched, what do we do? We made YouTube videos. We reached out to probably, 15 different WordPress publications about the launch of our product. We were posting on our personal social media accounts. We were reaching out to existing course creators that we could find on sites like Udemy and other places. We reached out directly in the WordPress community. Uh, we wrote blogs. We created Facebook groups. We started our podcast, which has almost 300 episodes now, but that first episode, you speak into the darkness. We uh, started our Facebook group, which now has around 8,000 people in it. That just used to be me in there talking to myself, reposting content. But you have to get the flywheel spinning and then certain things take off at different times. Maybe you hit one relationship well. Maybe you... Um, like our Facebook group didn't really take off until there were about 400 people in there. Um, you know, our YouTube channel, you know, it was all right. It's still not even that great in terms of reach and the, the views and stuff like that, but it's super niche. <laughs> so you got to throw a lot at it and see what sticks. And at the end of the day, the biggest lesson the pandemic has taught us, which is sad, but true from a marketing perspective is when we hear the governments and the news media talking about essential businesses that are, can remain open. This idea of an essential business. I'm not here to debate what's essential, what's not. But what, what stops a lot of businesses in their tracks is they are what we call a marketing, a suggestion and not a solution to a burning problem with a clear customer looking to get a clear result that you can help them with. So that's if that stuff in the beginning, like the uh, the value proposition of the business itself is off, and then the um, the ability to form a clear um, pitch of what it is and who it's for and the result they're going to get and how long and even in challenging circumstances is off, every all the marketing is not going to matter. So there's a little bit of foundational stuff, and then the the fundamentals there and nobody's perfect you know like i still as an established business have customer avatar issues like i mean we work with experts we work with big companies we work with schools like who's lifter for i don't know who's wordpress for that's funny that was exactly <laughs> the question i'm going to be asking you after the break um you, you must have read my mind chris which is very easy uh <laughs> um, so we're going to go for a break and we'll be coming back and I'll be asking Chris 
uh, a question around what he's just stated. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. LaunchFlows turns your WooCommerce website into a selling machine. We make it easy to create gorgeous sales funnels, no friction checkouts, order bumps, upsells, downsells, and much more. Gain full control over your buyer's journey from the top of your WooCommerce sales funnel all the way to the bottom. Best of all, you can use your favorite page builder, such as Elementor, Divi, Beaver Builder, Gutenberg, or one of the high-converting templates we've included inside. Get rid of the clunky WooCommerce shop pages and checkout process in favor of an optimized buyer flow that instantly increases conversions and makes you more money. LaunchFlows provides one-click order bumps that increase the total value of every sale with a 10-30% to conversion rate. This is perfect for anyone offering complimentary products, training, or extended warranties. With unlimited upsells and downsells, your buyer's journey doesn't need to end at the checkout. Instead, we make it easy to display a series of additional offers as part of the original transaction. This is perfect for one-time offers, related products, mastermind class offers, high-ticket software sales, or subscription supplements. Not an expert? Don't worry. We've got the training and the consultation you need. WP Launchify will teach you how to get the most out of launch flows with personal consultation on WordPress, WooCommerce, marketing automation, and much more. If you want to earn more money with your WooCommerce online business, you owe it to yourself to try launch flows today. We're coming back. We've had a, a great initial discussion in the first half with a great friend of the show, Chris Badgett, the joint founder of Lifter LMS. So, Chris, it was just amazing your last statement because that was going to be my question. Because um, I, the biggest struggle I've um, increasingly W um, twenty twenty has been a great year for WP Tonic. You know, it's just got stronger and stronger. Um, but like you, the biggest problem is who who is my customer? Who am I really um, serving? And I've struggled with that enormous amount um i'm not satisfied i've got a real answer but you've had this by the sounds of things had a similar problem um of who who is really your your you are serving the best i think that's the best way to put it um how if you got any insights about how to deal with that and how to clarify to break through the mist, the fog, as I call it, to find out who you should be appealing to the most? Yeah, I have two things I've learned. Uh, One of them is just a framework around this idea that if you take care of the ends, the middle will take care of itself. And this is what WordPress itself does, is it's designed for like a beginner first-time blogger or somebody who wants to put a site up on their own, no code, whatever, like the the newbie. Yeah, it's this incredible development platform that complex uh, developers and companies like ours can come in and build on top of and build these businesses or somebody can build a really custom web application for a client with WordPress. So if you take care, when you're building a, a product or a service business on top of a flexible platform, taking care of the ends, the people in the middle will take care of itself. But if you ignore the, uh, the newbies, 
or you would ignore the power users, um, it just, it tends to create a lot of friction. And the way I think about software and really any business is that we're in a, in the friction removal business. So the job of a business, if you're having a hard time selling or marketing, you don't have a clear customer, you're not, um, your business isn't like removing friction that people want removed, or, and maybe you're not, um, you can't communicate that. So you, that's what I would recommend looking at uh, when it comes to your messaging and stuff like that. Like, what is the friction? What are we solving here? When COVID happened, an essential business, the hospitals need to yeah, stay but, open. Danny, I'm sorry to yeah. interrupt there, Chris. I'm going to throw it over to Stephen in a second. But the only problem with that that comes to my mind is, like, it would be the same for you as the, as for me. You you got the learn. You got the people starting mm-hmm. who are looking for maybe well, they should be, but it doesn't always work out, does it, Chris? They should be looking at the quickest, easiest platforms, technologies that will enable them to get their first course up and running as quick as possible, right? Yeah. But also consider uh, how easy it is going to be to improve the offering and be able to alter the offering as you learn more about their customers, right? And then you've got maybe people on um, SaaS platforms that have got very similar to e-commerce. They might have started with Shopify, but they have functionality which Shopify can never satisfy in SEO, key functionality so they look at something like WooCommerce that they they are very different type of people so how do you how do you choose which one you're going to focus the most on do you know is it by looking at your analytics is it by anecdotal you know feel about who's going to buy the most you know that fundamentally that's that's the key question who are the people that are going to buy the most from you is it not i can answer that in one word positioning so this is the the book by april dunford called obviously awesome so if you have a business and you don't know what your position is and you really haven't nailed positioning your business like why is wordpress or woocommerce how is it positioned in contrast to Shopify? How is Lifter LMS positioned in contrast to Kajabi? I have a person, I was just in an email exchange this morning with somebody who was pulling their hair out over Thinkific and cannot wait to get into WordPress. But there's also people that come into WordPress that should be over on Thinkific. So it's not a zero-sum game where somebody has to lose in order for somebody else to win. We call this the infinite game. What, what's more important is that you as a business owner figure out where your position is in the market and you tell that story. Now, when you have a flexible platform, I learned from one of my business mentors, his name's Dan Martell, that he has a strategy called the bowling pin strategy where, okay, we just, we're going to focus on one customer for now. It doesn't mean we're not going to sell to the other people. It doesn't mean when, like next year, we're not going to change what the, the main headline says on our homepage or whatever. 
So for us, as an example, your 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 question, Jonathan, was like, do you go after who you make who you would make the most money with? Not necessarily, because I I've been on the phone with university tech departments. They they don't care. They're just like, like can I? I want ten of them. But then I have to get on the phone with their legal department. I need to get on the phone with their all these different departments, their lawyers calling. And I love seeing Lifter inside universities. It's actually in lots of universities, but when the IT department or when when the legal gets involved, it gets complex. It turns into an enterprise sale. So what I realized with Lifter and and just for positioning the bolt, the first bowling pin. You want to go after the people where you're going to make the most money. That's going to be the easiest to sell to, which is where, you know, that, that the example I was providing is a high maintenance prospect. And then um, they're, they're going to naturally get high levels of customer success without taxing the support team. Um, so there's a, basically there's a certain type of WordPress professional that is actually our, you know, main target market, if you will. Does that mean a, a, a wannabe first time make money on the internet person is not a good fit? No. Does it mean that um, somebody who's frustrated and they're already moving on a SaaS is not a good customer? No. Does it mean that like a speaker who's on the speaker circuit and tired of like sleeping on planes and then COVID and everything shouldn't come over to WordPress? No, they already got a WordPress site. They should just plug in Lifter and recreate their business virtually. Yeah. All those people are our customers. But, um, uh, you know, for the past year, we've really been focusing a lot on the, the WordPress LMS professional. We just did a really great webinar. So that's marketing content and building relationships with GoWP, who is, leads a group of WordPress professionals and agencies. And I did a presentation about how to build a WordPress LMS agency in the fastest, in five hot niches within the online education market. So that is an example of me marketing to a very clear customer in a win-win sort of way. So that's what it's all about. Right, over to you, Stephen. Do you think there's a negative side effect to switching up those pins that you're targeting? Like a lot of times like, okay, I'm going to go after this person. And like, you start trying to create that inbound flywheel sort of thing, but that takes time. So then you're not seeing results from that right away. So then you're like, oh, well, maybe it's a different person. You go after that. Like, how do you weigh that decision on who to go after? How long do you go after it? So you decide if it's working or not working. Um, how do you like that's to make a, sense of all that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, one advice I got, again, from my uh, one of my business mentors, Dan Martell, during COVID, especially when it first hit, like I'm talking in like April-ish, uh, like website traffic, sales, everything was just like going way up. And I was, and I was, um, I was like, what do I do? I have this bowling pin I'm focusing on, basically, like this this ideal customer profile, this customer avatar, whatever you want to call it. But I'm like, I'm getting all this stuff from all these angles. And he said to Fisher price it, which just means to, it's okay, change your strategy, generalize it while you've got all this, and then circle back later to uh, go back to your core customer, focus on a new one. So you, it can kind of ebb and flow. It's not like it's a, 
uh, all or nothing decision. So in that case, when I got tons of interest from no clear customer, I, I just, you know, generalized the marketing and what I was doing. Um, but then later, as things are more stable and things are coming down and people are figuring out, you know, I've been focusing more and more on the WordPress LMS professional. But because, because WordPress is uh, flexible, we're, we're always going to have like, it's a powerful tool. You can make a lot of things with it. Um, there's always going to be a little bit of uh, like a collection of customer profiles. So there's a difference between a customer profile and what in marketing, ideal customer profile and what we call segments. So it's okay to do segmentation and have like, so for us, we have experts, we have people who build sites for clients and we have businesses and institutions that are using LMS. Those are our segments. And we have tons of marketing across that broad basket. It's just that the 80-20 of it is focused on the ideal customer profile. So it's, it's, um, it's not like a hard science. It's more of an art. It just helps you focus when you're like, man, there's just so much, there's an infinite amount of marketing you could do and videos you could create and blogs you could write. So 80% of the time, make it for that current customer profile. And the other thing too is you have to instrument your business or your product or your service so that you know what's working and who's coming. Like I'm constantly looking at like when people buy Lifter, what's their email address? Oh, what kind of business is this? Oh, okay. We're getting more and more test prep companies. Maybe we should create some test prep marketing. And uh, maybe we should help WordPress professionals build sites for test prep companies. I mean, that's a niche. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, it is. I don't even know what, what is test prep. That, that is quite the niche. Test prep is just where people like um, prepare for the MCATs or the SAT oh, gotcha, or to gotcha. get their pilot's okay. license yeah. or to become a nurse or whatever. Like there's all kinds of uh, test prep niches. And those companies, like when they launch on WordPress and Lifter, they do very well. And this is a good marketing thing. Um if you have test prep or you have continuing education to keep a job, like you're a surgeon or a pharmacist, or you need to have ongoing continuing education, uh, these companies do very well because their customer ha literally has to take this in order to keep their job so that there's friction there that's real and there's a deadline and as long as they do the fundamentals right, those businesses are easy to market and scale. And because they have a clear customer, like pharmacists in Ohio, talk about targeting like a Facebook ad with that kind of specificity. It's, it's, um, it's just very easy. The problem is we call it the expert's curse where people just in courses and online education, you get so passionate about something, it's really hard to focus. It's a big problem in our industry. So. Yeah. We're going to wrap up the podcast part of the show. The 30 minutes goes quick. Um, hopefully, Chris can stay on for another 10, 15 minutes. Um, you'll be able to watch that bonus content on the WP Tonic um, YouTube channel. You'll be able to see the whole interview plus this, the upcoming bonus content. I'm going to be asking Chris uh, more specific questions about paid advertising and what is the bigger picture what is 
the purpose of Lifter LMS. Um, so, Chris, what's the best way for people to learn more about you and what you're up to? You can just go to lifterlms.com and uh, check us out there or listen to our podcast, LMS Cast. That's great. And Stephen, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Head over to zipfish.io, run a speed test, see how fast we can make your site run. And I've got to say, Stephen and his team have been really helping us with some client work, plus they're helping us um, with the WP Tonic website. Go over to their website and try out their speed optimization services. We've been delighted with the help Stephen and his team have provided us. I can't highly praise Stephen much more, really. And we'll be back next week with another great guest, another great conversation. We'll see you soon, folks. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week. 